0: G and Gamescoop. Mm-hmm.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Ooh. Brandon Tyrell, Howdy. Jared Petty. Star Wars trading cards. We've got we are just talking about that. This one, addicted. <laughs> Crazy into Justin, the Justin, super Just the best. Uh, great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Hitman, we're going to talk about Project Spark, if you guys remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, Ooh. we begin with Call of Duty Black Ops 3.
2: I can't wait yeah. to play that campaign really? on my <laughs> PS3 and or <laughs> Xbox 360.
1: Well, Justin, I have some sad news for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) The last-gen version will not include the campaign. It will Mm -hmm. just be a multiplayer experience. can't even. And they are cutting out... Cutting $10 off the price. So it'll be a $50 game. Mm. My favorite comment on IGN was that... An observation that, so a Call of Duty campaign costs $10. <laughs> that's so
2: actually the, the they price, kind of the $50 thing is the detail about this yeah. I hadn't heard. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah I, think I mean, the whole
1: thing's interesting.
3: Is, this is the year to buy a new console. You, you've got you've got games out now that justify the purchase. You know, you can run out and grab wonderful things like the superior version of Metal Gear 5 or Bloodborne or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a hundred other wonderful things that are rolling out this Christmas. Halo 5's coming, et cetera. So I, I'm okay with this actually. I mean, I, I don't feel like it's too crappy a thing to do. It, it's time to leave old technology behind and the new t- consoles are exponentially more powerful okay. than the old ones. Uh, I think that we've reached that sweet spot finally where we're just gonna have to let the past die and move on to the next. Yeah.
1: What did about it, that price though? Did they, yeah, it's yeah. interesting.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool.
1: You think it's cool. You don't, I, th- I think it seems too much. Yeah. I think 40 would yep. be would be better received.
2: Uh, well, I mean, less well, is always sure. better received. Uh, yeah, but the, uh, in terms of hours spent, mm. you know, people are going to spend 6 hours in the single player and 600 hours in the multiplayer. That's true. It's like,
1: well. Yeah. So, you know, we we know that in time spent, probably 1% of all the time spent in Call of Duty is in the Day campaign. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we, 99% in multiplayer. What I wonder is do you think this is Activision testing the waters? For a multiplayer-only Call of Duty, that's what I was gonna say. That was my first thought
0: as well. Like this is the smallest install base that you can really reach with a Call of Duty game, right? Like last-gen consoles. So. It really makes what? sense. Well, there's should be more be, of them, should but, be a huge but, not, but not as well, many I, people buying the as game. As far as people this, buying yeah. the game for that version, right? There yeah, will be more I people.
2: I wonder when that inflection point was or if this year would have been that year anyway. Like, I'm, I actually don't know. I'd be curious to see stats on this at all. Like, yeah. how did the Xbox One and PS4 versions sell in 2014 compared to uh, the last-gen versions? Yeah, because this, is, this oh. is what, the, now the second Call of Duty? No one knows mean? No, it's the third. Was, cause there was Ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. Advanced Warfare, yeah. and now Black Ops Three. So this is the third. So yeah. I, I absolutely think I don't know that this is why they're doing it. Like, there's some boardroom back dealing where they're like, "Yes, let's test yeah. a campaign-free version on the last-gen consoles." I think it just all dovetailed nicely. They said, "Look, we're making this ambitious campaign. Yeah. It's going to be a huge pain in the butt for us to like get mm-hmm. this to retroactively fit on the last-gen consoles. We don't want to do it. It's going to be hard for us. It's going to limit our vision." And then someone said, "Well, okay, like if we didn't do it, then that also lets us test does mm-hmm. this affect sales? Do the PS3 and 360 players really care? Yeah, does yeah. it make them it, really mad?" So it's sort of like that's I suspect that that's why um, you know, this decision was able to be pushed through because it lets yeah. them sort of test the waters and then make the campaign that they want to make.
0: Yeah, that, that that was my feeling as well. Like I think that the hardcore COD demographic, the people that buy it every year, year mm. over year, they're going to buy new consoles, right? They probably already have them now two years removed. So I, I agree with you. I don't think it was like a, a, a decision, you know, last year to, to make last-gen versions. I think it probably all just came together really nicely, and now this is a good point
3: for them to realize, I mean, do we do two versions? Do we do a version Mm -hmm. without a campaign? I think about all the way to the mid to late 90s when Quake 3 uh, Arena decided to effectively drop the classic uh, single player campaign component. And it turned out to be a really good thing for that particular game because it could just laser focus (laughs) on the multiplayer and create something really special there. It makes sense for this series. I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened already.
2: Well, I mean, games like Titanfall and Evolve have tried that and have failed. Well, failed. Well, uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, uh, sure, air quotes failed, but I mean, they didn't do—they didn't live up to expectations.
1: But they were new franchises
3: too. Whereupon, this has a pretty well-established idea that you're going to spend most of your time in the multiplayer.
1: I want to say you are right that we keep seeing more and more multiplayer-only releases. Even Rainbow Six uh, this year is a Mm -hmm. multiplayer-only.
2: And we talked on a Game Scoop several scoops ago, um, several scoops back, <laughs> so many scoops ago, four, four scoops. Yeah, uh, you scoops got it. Ago. Four. Yeah, exactly. Um, just about that topic. About it seems to be something that really works in the PC realm that I don't know that yeah. there are very many examples at all in the console space of a multiplayer only or mul- multiplayer. Oh, I see. We also
1: forgot about uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, oh, truly, yeah. truly taking off. Um, Maybe Battlefront will be the
2: one. Yeah, I kind of think it has the best shot, in my opinion.
0: I'm really trying to think of, like, a multiplayer-only shooter.
2: I want them to bring back the Shadowrun shooter. Oh, yeah, that was great.
1: I don't think that was... Was it great? Yeah, I, was it? I enjoyed it. I think at the time, I don't think that no, was, it was, was... it was great.
2: It was maligned because the it time, had the that Shadowrun was, name on it. Yeah,
1: yeah and it was uh, it really wasn't that much content uh, at the time. Uh, yeah, I, I, but, I, I mean, look at Gotham City Imposters, or look yeah? at, uh, you know, like,
0: these... Dumb, like calling all cars. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things is like booting up these tiny little budget games that are multiplayer only and just wrecking for a week, like getting really good at the game and like having a good time and then just setting it down and never coming back, you mm.
3: know? Yeah, well, coming from the PC world, it's kind of like, yeah, what's the big deal? Uh, multiplayer only yeah. games are counter a dozen. Yeah, TF2. They're, they're, they're something mm. that have been around for so long. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened sooner in
1: consoles. All right, moving on. Last week we talked about Hitman being delayed from this December to March of next year. Now we have the release date and we have. Uh, details on the, the rollout plan for content. Because we know that you're buying this game and then you're going to be getting more and more of it over time. You don't get it all at once. Okay. Yeah. So, Justin, you are mm-hmm. saying you hadn't read about this. You're going you're to <laughs> r- learn this in real time. Watch my face! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look so. kind of like that. <laughs> 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 so, it's about March 11th. At launch, mm-hmm. there will be six campaign missions that's a small, small number. <laughs> Across three locations oh, Paris, okay. Spienza, oh. and Marrakesh. What's Spienza? I'm guessing Italy, but I'm a dumb American. That sounds, so, I'm good with it, Italy. Let's go with it. Italy. You get a contracts mode with around 800 targets. Oh, that's cool. And then live content will begin rolling out with time limited targets, weekly contracts, and promoted created content. I don't know. If, I guess created content is your, there's going to be some sort of like scenario. Yeah. yeah, and
3: then they'll curate that and pick yeah, the low. best of the best and, yeah. and have those bubble up to the top.
1: And that's what you get mm-hmm. at launch. After March, one new sandbox location will be released a month. Oh wow, that's actually a lot and kind of so fast. First you get Thailand.
2: I bet you I'm gonna make a I'm gonna I'll bet a pizza dinner right now that they immediately fall behind that schedule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't keep to that pace. Because the sandbox Pizza Dinner. Well, so I was gonna say steak dinner, and then I was gonna say pizza. <laughs> And then it came out as pizza dinner. <laughs> I could, a pizza
3: dinner sounds, sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. Is pizza that lunch. knife and fork pizza for yeah. it's pizza dinner? Yeah, yeah. The, Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: fancy. Yeah, uh, that sounds very ambitious. Those new sandbox locations will be Thailand, United States, and Japan. Now, get this, Justin. All of that costs you $60, the, the regular price for a video game. Okay. But you pay your $60, and then you right. keep getting the stuff after the time. Or, for $35, you get just the release content.
2: Oh.
1: And then you... Do you have the option? Yeah, Yeah. you could buy the other stuff too if you wanted to.
2: Well, so, but I wonder if that other stuff will cost more. Like, if that other Mm -hmm. stuff costs... I think it works
1: out, it ends up costing you more more, than $60.
2: because otherwise there would be literally no reason for anyone to ever buy the $60 Mm -hmm. now. You could just spend $35 and $25. So yeah, it probably costs more. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, um, the, as I say on GameScoop all the time, the devil's in the details, so we'll see. Like, we'll see whether people blow through that content in one evening mm-hmm. or how long it lasts or whether that contracts mode feels cool or feels crappy. Um, but tentatively, I'm going to say I'm okay with this. Yeah. If it's six hours, I'm long, okay with it. Yeah, it depends on what's I'm, I'm with Jess and the
3: devil's in the details. If it's, you know, Portal was what, five, six hours? If it's that good, sure, I'll be thrilled. I, I, five of the six best hours of my life I've ever spent playing a game. So but it's if really, it's this is amazing, yeah. yeah, I'm great with it. But if it's, if it's, just another kind of video game, yeah. and it's short. Yeah, I'm going to be very. So, I really kind a video game. Here's the thing:
0: a real smart guy that I know named Justin Davis says that uh-huh. the devils are in the details. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> just the one devil. Just just. The the, no, the so devil
3: is the no, devils, no azazel the devils, no no the devil. azrael oh, the devils oh, are in the details apostrophe yes oh, that's devils that's in the, the key. details no yeah. pseudoprophetic devil devils or demons or anything like that all right it's Dan, a lot big all right words. college boy uh, okay. <laughs> we get it you went to college why does that um, keep happening because
0: right. <laughs> uh, you just quoted T. S. Eliot like ten minutes ago oh, okay um, I agree I think that the devil is in the details mm-hmm. as far as uh, Portal was a great game it's short it's fine short games can be fine. Um, I don't know if this was designed to be what it is now. It feels like this is something that was in production and, um, you know, maybe not 100% finished, so they're they're
1: testing a... It is an odd choice. Like we we talked about last week, the developers haven't communicated why this model is good for us.
2: That's really the point of like whether this is cool or not cool, yeah. or works or doesn't work. You brought that question up the last time of like they haven't answered why. Yeah, like it could totally be cool and work, but that still doesn't necessarily mean that there was a great reason. Why to is do it better
0: it. than just paying yeah. for a game and getting yeah. all of it? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like why do this versus the traditional sense that people are used to? And yeah. I mean, Hitman is a name; people uh, yeah. want that name. I so do think. I mean, part of me, part of me thinks that you know they got a release right. Like this doesn't feel like a planned. Uh, do you? Re- I mean. Is is the entire Hitman story of what they're they're working on right now going to be contained within those? Like, is that going to be a good point to ship it at? Or do you think, you know, these are just what was done by the time
3: we're ready to ship?
2: And let's say it, just hypothetically, if uh, Metal Gear Solid V released with you know twenty five side ops instead of is there two hundred and some? Yeah, there's there's over one hundred and fifty. Uh, like what if finally. what if and like those are that's actually a fairly reasonable comparison because it's an that's,
1: open sandbox. I was going to bring yeah. this up actually
2: that, uh, that uh, you know, they just sort of plop you into and you revisit the same locations mm-hmm. repeatedly, but things are just kind of remixed in minor ways. Mm-hmm. Um, if that launched with 25 and then they added you know, um, 20 per week for you know, however many more weeks that would be to get up to the total they have now, like, I don't think that would affect my enjoyment of the game. One yeah. Iota, I think it'd be just as fun, just as cool.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up too. So I, so I like Hitman. I like-, I like Hitman's gameplay loop. Yeah. Right? You true. have an objective, you're dropped into an area, just complete your objective however you can. Mm-hmm. I like doing that. I could do that over and over again. So the idea of a persistent certain hitman service I like. Mm-hmm. But like you say, Metal Gear is like already doing that. It's like yeah. that exact same thing and it's all on the discs. But it's yeah, exa- exactly. It's not doing that though, because they did just give it all I to you. Saying, it has that gameplay, and yeah, it yeah. game. I'll just do
2: that forever. But that's why, yeah. the reason why I think I'm on board with Hitman is I don't think I would care if that stuff was dripped out for Metal Gear over time. Uh, I don't I, think it, it would bother me personally.
3: I think it depends on what the reduction of scope ends up being. I mean, even Metal Gear, we are pretty sure now that there were parts cut from that game yeah. that we may never see. Well, but parts uh, like are cut of, from every game. Exactly, the, the difference is Konami actually you know, let us see some of that uh, sure. inadvertently or otherwise. We have a better idea about that than we usually do, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes you go, "Oh man, what was the perceived scale?" And that's what, like you said earlier, what's the reason for this? What's the value proposition? And I feel suspicious about it. It, it. I love that they're including a content creator, and apparently, yeah. what looks like I'm it's going to be a uh, maybe a proctored system of having the good stuff rise up. That's always a good idea to have in those. That's really cool, but. <clears throat> I don't see how this helps me and it yeah. seems a little
2: thin, but if it's I mean, great, I'll probably grab it anyway. I really believe that this is gonna hinge on how that contracts system feels. Mm. You yeah. know, if eight hundred contracts at launch sounds like you'll probably be able to assassinate every single person in this sandbox or almost every person, <laughs> and then sure. it's like, you know, your contract is on this person, figure it out, and like some of those are probably going to be really interesting, right? Like, they'll be in interesting places or have an interesting loop that that mm-hmm. AI follows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can go to, and the sandboxes are supposedly very, very large. So it's like go to one end and pick up one item that you know lets you do interesting things in some other building in the other end of the sandbox. Like, that could be cool, like just slowly working your way through those contracts and then yeah. a new sandbox comes out. Um, if I don't a, know. I think it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm tentatively on board.
3: If a Hitman mission required you to assassinate a dog, could you do it?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Really? In, I don't in, think I
3: could. I, in, in a video game? Yeah, I don't have any problem killing people so you know, in video games, but dogs, I don't know if I can do. No, video game dogs are the worst. <laughs> They're like a dime a dozen. On, what about Rush? Except for... What about Fable? Rush is a robot. He's a, a dog. He's about, a robot dog. He's a robot. What about D-Dog? <laughs> D-Dog?
2: Yeah.
3: Killing D-Dog. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah, gear. For Metal Gear. Killing D-Dog That's
1: would good. be wrong. He's, he's got an eye patch. All right, well, Hitman's launch plan is definitely unique. I think it's one of those things we're just going to have to wait and like. Until we can like look uh, at, at it with hindsight. Uh, don't envy I don't know whoever ends up reviewing that. Yeah, really hard. Yeah, to that I
0: was thinking like how how is that going to work?
2: I don't know. Probably
1: not very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Were you guys surprised to hear that after a month, uh, or, I'm sorry, a year after launch? Microsoft is basically giving up on Project Spark, handing the keys over to the community, and being like, this is your guys' thing now, you guys do it, you guys take care of it.
3: No. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. I, my awareness of Project Spark, and I, I like game design mm-hmm. tools, mm-hmm. but my awareness of this, I, I think the messaging was was pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, it was vague. It was it was kind of swept under the rug a lot of the time. They never really seemed to let us know why this particular tool set was something people should run out and buy. I, I, I or not buy, but utilize, and then, and also the microtransaction model, frankly, just it left a bad taste in.
1: Yeah. So and it out. was. In case anyone wasn't following. This was a free-to-play game that yeah. uh, launched last October, and uh, there was all, but there was like premium content that you could buy, and then there was also a retail disc version that included a lot of that premium content. A lot yes. of it, like yeah. yeah. And then there were uh, premium like, games made with Project Spark, like Conquer's Big Reunion, mm-hmm. uh, bringing Conquer back, and that was supposed to be the first episode in an episodic series. But none of the other episodes came out, <laughs> and now Microsoft God. says they're not making any more premium content. If you, and now they're just split. giving everything away. Now right? everything's yeah. just unlocked, which is
3: suddenly I'm excited yeah, I, I, so they're I, not like you know. shutting
1: it down, but they're being like, we're not making. They're anymore. not trying to monetize, and they're going to hope network. the community yeah. makes
3: more stuff, and, yeah. and they probably will. Communities, you know, the, the people that rise to the top, in communities like this are the ones who tend to be best with it anyway. They'll probably make amazing tools, and I'm much more likely to go this, give this a second look now. You, you want to what?
2: turn off my interest, flip a switch that says premium. I, I mm. you know, what they should do, and I want to clarify that I've given this zero thought. This is just something that popped into my head and from my head out my mouth it comes yep. <laughs> they should let people charge for the content they make huh. in the game like what if mario maker sort levels be like yo yeah. you add five dollars to your account and then you know this level costs 10 cents you know, sort of like you just, uh, how
0: valve works it with dota yeah and TF, mm-hmm. like hats mm-hmm. make your own hat
2: mm-hmm. what if project spark someone wants to make some big elaborate uh, yeah. third person you know uh, exploration play they want to make the next banjo kazooie Let's charge people five bucks for it.
3: Or how about they keep it all free and just charge me sixty dollars for a disc, and then I don't ever have to pay any more money again.
2: Or that. Yeah. But then, okay, I'll tell you why. Or that is because you're going to get, you know, again, if economics work the way yeah. that it's supposed to, is you're going to get higher quality, better content. It's this. possible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I if people I are incentivized, I don't despise
3: the system, particularly when it comes suddenly for some reason, and maybe this is because I'm a giant hypocrite. When it's users creating the content they charge for, I'm suddenly yeah. not nearly as upset about it. Um, but I, I think that when it when a developer's releasing, it like, well, here's the game, and then here's the real game, and here's mm-hmm. the threshold of cost sure. between the two. Yeah. that really bothers me. I, I have been uh, Super Mario Maker is my favorite thing in a long time. Yeah. Uh, what and a if lot. Of someone could so
2: sell uh, you know, they made they crafted an entire Mario game, you know eight one one through eight four. However many levels that is, um, you know, just you get this pack of forty really handcrafted Mario Maker levels that have reviews. People say that they really like it, and it's like, and then you pay the guy three bucks for it. I would not be
3: immediately resistant to that idea. Mm. I, I would at least look at that, yeah. um, but they'd have to be. The thing is, I'd need a way of knowing it was proctored and wonderful, and yeah, and need so somebody like, to tell me why I should play it for. The like, you just yeah. close
2: the loop on this. Where this is all coming from is in that let's, uh that lets Microsoft give away Project Spark for free. Mm -hmm. but still make a little bit of money off the back of it by, Mm -hmm. you know, earning uh, a little bit of money on it.
0: I think it's fun. I mean, I I think putting out a free-to-play game like this, especially when it's tools, the onus is sort of on the community to create the content for Mm -hmm. everyone. And And they're not
2: motivated to...
0: Yeah, they're not motivated to do it. And I think with Project Spark, Project Spark's big problem wasn't that it was premium. It's just that no one really cared about Project Spark,
3: I but think. I, but I'm yeah. not sure the communities aren't completely motivated. I mean, there's still a lot of... I look at something like GameMaker's community, for example, sure. and people do just create all kinds of wonderful free assets for those. And you can run out today to this day and grab them and mm. insert them into your games and use them. They're under different licenses, but yeah, no they're doubt. very generous.
2: There are hundreds and hundreds of incredible Mario Maker levels and in other game Maker tools on the PC that are completely free and just given away the freeware game scene is alive and well. But the presumption is that if you give people the ability to make a little bit of money, that there will be a higher... you know, a, a larger yeah. breadth and higher quality
1: of... of I like game. money, Yeah. So the biggest video game in the world is a game where you just build stuff, right? Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, Mario Maker has obviously been a big phenomenon, but that has the Mario license. So I, I just wonder, like, what, what, what was it about Project Spark that didn't catch on? Because in the year that it's been launched, I don't... The only time I heard about it was when they announced Conquer
0: yeah, was I coming to it. Other than that, link,
1: I don't, I don't never it, hear anybody talking about Project. Was a
0: Linkin Park music video made yeah, with yeah, it or yeah, something? Yeah, no,
1: and, um, yeah, I think I, Conquer I, might have been the moment that destroyed it. I, don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're right. I think uh, the messaging was just. I mean, it's. I remember the reveal and I was like. They were showing off the gameplay demo, and it was like real time. They were creating all these goblins yeah. that were rushing, and the fire was coming down from the sky. Yeah. Yeah, and they were like terra, like, like terra sculpting this area. Mm-hmm. It was really, really interesting. And that's just sort of not really what that game was. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a game, it's a set of tools that you can use to make games. There was I'll, I'll check it out
2: now that it's free. I mean, I'll download it. Yeah, ground.
0: I did. I, I spent uh, probably a good eight, ten hours on it one weekend. and. Mm. Uh, you know, I made some cool stuff, but majority of it was just very, very base level. Like, yep. mm-hmm. you really have to get invested. When, I think when, part of the sorry, go ahead.
2: Sorry. I think part of the problem with Project Spark and having not used it myself, but just you know seeing YouTube videos and some other uh, critiques from other people, was that to really get the most out of it and to make something that was really high quality and interesting required, you know, programming like lots of if-then statements yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, how to get the things to move and behave the way that you want is maybe a little bit more complex and complicated than. Then people were prepared to to Mm. sort of figure out.
3: It was more akin to PC tools in that regard, but I remember being intrigued by it originally. I mean, to the point that I thought about buying an Xbox to play with Project Spark, Mm. but they just did not surface it well. I work in the games industry, and I worked in it at the period that this game was was supposed to be being put in front of us, and I barely ever saw it pop up anywhere. Mm. I'm going to blame Microsoft for this one. Mm.
1: All right, let's check in with the listeners.
2: Hey, listeners.
1: Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop.ngn.com, just like Dennison Montreal did. Hey, What's Dennis. up,
2: Dennison? Dennison.
1: He says, Denison. hey, hey, GameScoop. Love the show. I was just wondering if there are any games from the previous console generation where you think a sequel might really benefit from the increased or new capabilities of this generation of consoles. I'm referring to something more than a simple graphics upgrade, but something that could improve the game itself. One that comes to mind for me is From Dust. By Ubisoft. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Though the game wasn't perfect, I really enjoyed its terraforming gameplay, and I feel like the more powerful consoles could allow it to try bigger, more exciting things and have more dynamic worlds. Yeah, uh, From Dust was a cool game. Yeah, it was uh, a cool game, and it would benefit from uh, would benefit uh, more extra, powerful technology would really help the game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah so absolutely. That's a really
1: good. Uh, example. Any? Well, I, have, I have an answer, Damon. What is yeah. it, Justin?
2: Um, it's from two generations back, but I desperately think we need a Phantom Dust sequel, and mm. I'm going to track down the person responsible <laughs> for canceling <laughs> the Phantom Dust reboot, and I'm going to kill them. Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: You heard it here first. And
2: that's the sole reason that I work in the video game industry <laughs> that is, <your> whole plan, <laughs> is to find out who is responsible. No, but I mean Phantom this is just this
3: memento moment. <laughs> you, know, you know that McCafferty is <laughs> gonna have that person in here like three weeks from now, and they're gonna so, walk by your desk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Was it two E3s ago that they announced
3: yeah. the
2: yeah. remake of Phantom yeah, Dust? Yeah, or two or three. Game. I mean, what I, don't know, I always they the years will blur together to yeah. me. Yeah. And they canceled um, it. And they canceled it. <laughs> um, supposedly it's coming back, but I don't believe it. Um, no, but I mean that game would yes, yeah, so that game would almost certainly be free to play and have a business model similar. A
1: card battle game. Yeah, right?
2: it's well. So it's a it's a game. It's a third person action battler where you have a deck of cards, and that deck of cards determines what your abilities are. Mm. Like so, you're running around these three D environments, fighting other people, casting spells and stuff based on the cards that you choose to put in your deck. Okay. Um, it was super super rad, super unique. So happy that someone you know saw its brilliance, decided to bring it back. And the reason it would work in twenty fifteen is because people are so much more receptive to things like. Hearthstone and, mm. you know, collecting aspects and Star Wars trading cards.
3: <laughs> would you like to tell the uh, audience more about it? No. <laughs> no, I'm all right. We don't have time. No, we know. don't. We do not at all.
2: Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's why it's, it's less about sort of the capabilities of the console, although, you know, the always online nature of these consoles um, yeah. helps. But, uh, and it's more to do with just sort of accepted business practices that I think Phantom Dust would have really, really uh, gone over swimmingly this time around.
3: Mm. That's a great answer. Brandon, how about
2: you?
0: Is there anything that comes to mind? Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have one, but I was just thinking off the top of my head, like, we're gonna get it. Like, I, I think Halo Wars last gen was amazing. Yeah, we are. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think any sort of tactical or strategy game, which you don't get too many on consoles, mm-hmm. but I think anything like that can benefit from more horsepower. But in that same vein, uh, a game, and I think it was two generations ago, actually, it was the original Xbox, uh, a series called Kingdom Under Fire. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think like Dynasty Warriors, but like set in a fantasy realm, like Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Mm. Um, And you had your your character that you just waded through just droves of enemies. And just, like, it's like Sauron in the beginning of The Fellowship of the Ring where he hits something and everything just goes flying off screen. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally that experience. Um, It was a great game, and you got to control your armies. You got to wade through and just wreak havoc. And, I mean, obviously more horsepower, you know, more effects, more Mm -hmm. things on screen, more tactical strategy, stuff like that. I would love to see it. Supposedly they were making it, I think it was Fantagram. Mm. Uh, supposedly they were making a third one. It was gonna come out for PS3 and be sort of this MMO model. Mm. And it just, I think it never, it just never surfaced. Mm. Okay. Uh, supposedly it's still in development, Paperware.
3: but. Yeah. yeah, I love that idea of using the, the, the processing power not necessarily to make things prettier, but just to make more of them. That's what Earth Defense Force games live and die yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I love them for that. But for oh, me, yeah, I, that one's something that would benefit from the graphical capability and the processing power, uh, Red Dead. Uh, I, went, oh, yeah. I went Red Dead Redemption 2 on a next-gen console. I like to think about, that game was kind of a marvel when it was released, just like, wow, I didn't know you could do that with, yeah. with an Xbox, and then <laughs> to, to, to come into the next generation and think how they could push that on, on next-generation hardware. Mm. I, those beautiful vistas and mm-hmm. all the things there were to do in that huge world. And yeah. of course physics. Yeah,
1: surely we'll get another. It's Red good, Dead game. It's got at some point. Right? Although Red Dead Redemption was technically Red Dead, Red Dead Revolver too, right? Yeah. I was, mean it was a sequel to Red Dead Revolver. San
2: Diego Droxy San Diego's working on something.
1: Yeah. I mean the right. game was too much of a phenomenon to not to not get a sequel. It's it's
2: uh, along with Crackdown, that's my favorite GTA game. I also feel like Red Dead's esteem has grown over time. Yeah. Um, I mean everybody it was a it was a phenomenon when it launched too, but like it's showing up on like greatest of all time lists mm-hmm. now, you know, yeah. a few years. Uh, with hindsight to look back on it. Um, Edge, for one, I think yeah. it was on their list. Came out, yeah. uh, might potentially be on IGN's list. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, so, so that definitely works in favor of that game receiving a sequel as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so great. That's
3: you great. just wander around and play poker for hours. Uh, if you didn't. Well, the poker was not good in that game. Or, shoot, no, or But, shoot but it will be next yeah. time around. Put nuns um, on
2: the railroad tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
3: The hunting... You know, he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the cougar's jumping on your head while you're doing mm-hmm. that. And then the whole undead nightmare expansion was always yeah, great.
2: Maybe best DLC ever.
3: Yeah. It was really, really good. Blood I love I'm just gonna go home and play Red Dead
2: now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: You have an
2: answer, Damon?
1: Yeah, I had a, a, a few sprung to mind. Um I would love to see it's it's been a few years and a generation since we've had a burnout game. Oh yeah. Oh. And the uh, that. Car crash pornography would look so, so good. Yeah. Bring um, back
2: crash mode. Crash physics. I
1: know, yeah. Uh, it's just Burnout was so fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, l- with these
0: new consoles, you could literally like, just do the exploded view yeah, of, uh, of a yeah. car, just everything. Yeah, it's funny how you, do.
2: you don't always know, like I played dozens and dozens of hours of Burnout 3 Crash mode, just mm-hmm. trying to climb to the top of the leaderboard of every single intersection was like its own little puzzle to figure out. Yeah. And like now that's another game that frequently shows up on like greatest of all time lists, yeah. but you didn't necessarily notice when you were in it. Like you just knew it was a great game, like it was really fun. But it was like it's Burnout 3, like you don't expect it to turn out to be one of the all time classics once, like, you the, once you have the, yeah. the benefit of time. Um I have two more I don't need to elaborate on them but sure. I want to see another Crimson Skies Oh yeah so that could really benefit nice, nice, nice. and uh, I want to see another Odama <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good idea. I loved Odama. You, you have Kinect like and PlayStation Eye now, and like uh-huh. voice controls and like motion controls are so much more common.
1: Remind yeah. us all, Odama was a voice-controlled pinball game for the the samurai GameCube? Yeah, with it samurai. Was, well,
2: it was loosely pinball, so you, it was one of the very few accessories that used the GameCube microphone that snapped onto your GameCube controller, mm-hmm. and then it was a pinball game in the sense that there was a ball bouncing around but you could control armies on the pinball field yeah. by shouting into your microphone, <laughs> saying, move up, move left, move right, and then they're sort of sh- moving this ball around. <laughs> and it worked pretty well. Well, sort of. It, it so was sort of like screaming a, it was like a control. Yeah. It
3: was almost had more in common with like rugby than it did with pinball. The yeah. big ball looked metallic, but really it was more about the where ball you were moving face. that thing. Yeah, it was.
2: A deeply, deeply strange game. Not really very good. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> but, um, Jared likes it. But I played quite a bit of it until, um, I just got shamed. My I just couldn't play anytime my wife was around. Because yeah. I'm just shouting. Yeah I'm, just, yeah. I'm shouting into my GameCube controller. Now you, have a, now you have a little baby. Now I have a little baby and I just shout at her. Anything about a Wii U controller?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, two more, Rainbow Six Vegas. Yeah. Oh, nice. The game that was like that was the, the first game I got with my Xbox 360, and I scanned my. That is how good that face technology. Yeah the game, is and my face was yeah. <laughs> like so. I played <laughs>
0: the whole game with this crazy what's, looking face. What's the new series that does? Is it NBA Live? Yeah, yeah. Does yeah it? they do that too. Yeah. Does, does it turn out very good? I, I remember like the video coming I, there out and showed yeah. these horrible like sloth from
1: the Goonie like <laughs> creations. <laughs> yeah, was
2: yeah. it Live or 2K? One of the NBA yeah, games.
1: Yeah. One of yeah, games, one of the NBA yeah. games. Um, and of course, Shadow Complex. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, okay. we tragically yeah. never got a sequel to. Yeah. We know it chair? Chair, just Chair Like
2: Rockstar San Diego Chair has been working on something for like, yeah. like, like ever.
1: For like 2 years. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Next email's from Michael. Hey Michael. Michael from Montreal wants to know Michael's in Montreal. Is he actually from Montreal? I have no yeah. idea. No. Last one was from, Dennis was from Montreal. So Michael, it's what they call a callback. Yeah. Michael is, he's not from anywhere. He's just <laughs> he's, a wanderer. He's a mysterious drifter. Yeah. He's a citizen of the no. world Michael's with a shady for 10 years.
0: <laughs> 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 it's, it's weekend at Bernie's with Michael. <laughs> he's just sending emails to GameScoop with his arms around strings. Uh, we
1: have right. fun. So Michael says, so Game Freak released some statement recently about future Pokemon plans, Mm -hmm. something about a better cloud service. And naturally, in the comments section, a lot of people were posting about how Game Freak and Nintendo would make a ton of money if a giant HD Pokemon game was made on Wii U Mm -hmm. or the upcoming NX. A lot of people mentioned how they wanted to have all the current Pokemon worlds in it. I, however, think a lot of people are being unrealistic. Mm. People on the internet (laughs) being unrealistic? You don't say. Why the franchise has done so well is arguably because it is handheld. It's one of those pick-up-and-play kind of games I think a lot less people would get it if we're on a home console. Pokemon Snap begs to differ, son. So we're already looking at less of a profit, even if the price of an HD game is one and a half that of a 3DS game. Now add in the high standard people have for graphics, nowadays on consoles, that would end up having to put a much higher budget behind the game, so we're looking at a Pokemon game that will cost way more to make and have less of an audience. That just doesn't make sense. Add in the wish people have of a giant Pokemon world with all the current countries in it, we're looking at a major flop. I may just be a pessimist, but what do you guys think? <laughs> Did I kind of hit it on the head? He, he <laughs> <was there laughs> chances could be successful. He makes a lot of good <laughs> points. I think yeah. Michael's you're absolutely
2: right. Michael. Yeah. And there's nothing more we need to say. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: nailed it. You nailed right it. Right on it, the yeah. head. Yeah. So I'm certain so we would agree that not even Pokemon HD MMO would save the Wii U? Well, even if it could, I think there's a, absolutely a place for a Pokemon HD MMO
3: on a home console. I think you can make that work. Yeah. I don't think the Wii U is the place because I think no. the moment no you one... said the words NX and yep. dedicated gaming platform, the Wii U was dead. Yep, yeah. uh, I mean, I, agree. it's agree. It's, it's got a great game on it I'm playing right now. But third pillar, uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I mean, Uh, Nintendo
0: Nintendo was between a rock and a hard place, right? Like Wii U wasn't selling, they needed to do something, uh, and they effectively killed their own console by announcing plans for the next one. Um, I mean, everybody that owns a Wii U will probably buy an HD Pokemon on it. Uh, I don't think it'll save the console, though. Nope, me neither.
2: If it's a launch game for the NX, a mm-hmm. p- proper HD Pokemon, full Pokemon game, not a spin-off, not anything like the next Pokemon is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's totally a system seller.
3: Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. I'd buy a console to play a Pokemon MMO. Uh, that would be amazing. I, mm. I don't even particularly like I wanna, Pokemon, but the idea of a Pokemon. You didn't say MMO. You I know. Mean, I just want I, it. Oh, Yeah, to. I said MMO. Oh, you did say MMO. Yeah, he yeah. said it, and, and I more importantly, I, I want it. I, mean, I want that it game. Surely do,
1: if it... Pokemon did come to consoles. Um, it should be an MMO, right? Yeah, it's just just oh, I mean, the right. temptation,
2: the temptation to charge for master balls and all the rest oh, of it. and God. help Up your drop rate. The microtransactions
0: it. It. <laughs> practically write
2: themselves. Delicious. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, do. Yeah, a, a, that, a rare candy is only four dollars. <laughs> upgrade the size of your the, the number of Pokemon you can store in yeah, storage, yeah. or like You're stable to yeah. manipulate breeding, like get the get the breeding, get the stats that you want.
3: Now, if they do that, I'm not going to buy it, though. I mean, I, they do that, I'm, I lose but interest. Jared, in the Money.
2: Money. The money, Jared. Yeah,
0: it's, it's Think Prince of the money. money. It's Prince money for
3: Nintendo. I, I, I get all of that, which is why I don't make video games for a living, I guess. Uh, so, but I don't want it if it's that. Uh, but I do want to buy it as a consumer, purely as yeah, a consumer. They want to make, if, I want it if I get it on a console and it's a game. I, if Game Freak
2: and Nintendo want to make money, they will put a proper Pokemon game on your mobile phone. That's what they'll do. They won't put it on an HD home console. Yeah,
0: that's that's a, a better point. I mean, the install base is what? Ignorant like a million if, X. If the next
2: generation, like real Pokemon game, not some BS Pokemon game, but the next real thing is on <laughs> iPhone that, and Android, they would make <laughs> so much money, <laughs> and I would cry, I would cry so much. And they would. not well, you, you, like you play Dragon Quest Five on your phone?
3: Yeah, but I bought it. I, I don't think that they. Yeah, would what
2: if they did? What if they? Did, what if the phone? What if you can just buy it on your phone? But of, Yeah,
3: if I could buy, if I could buy it on my phone for for, I, you know, I pay forty bucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think that. I could be very wrong about this. Nintendo does things their own way. So that they aren't as beholden to to mm-hmm. uh, investors to some of the smaller companies that produce cell phone games that have to rely on microtransactions. No, if it's a if it's a straight game, yes, I buy it tomorrow. Yeah. Do you
0: think Nintendo can make a $40 Pokemon game for a handheld,
3: for, I, for a, a mobile? I think if anybody in the world can, they can. I don't know because nobody's tried in so long and put a serious effort behind it that I don't think we know if it's possible or not. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not true. So, so well, so who, who else put a real effort, a marketing effort behind an expensive, Oh, uh game of war. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's like, free. Again, that's, free that's a microchip. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about like actually a company puts
2: marketing muscle behind Well an you didn't say marketing software. muscle. I'm just saying like there are like I think XCOM is twenty sure. bucks and um, you know there are proper yeah. games. But on ports, right? Like That's true. I don't know that yeah. there's been a lot of original oh, and Man, what was? So no, you're absolutely right about GTA that. And I don't something. I don't
3: wanna don't want to come down as disputing you. And I buy those games occasionally. I bought Dragon Quest V on my phone. I bought you know, we can get out of I love them. Um Oh, ahead. Well, sorry. What was that series with the 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 knight?
0: Chaos and the, Rings. No, oh, there's Infinity oh, Blade. Infinity Blade, yeah.
2: And there's Chaos Rings is a good example from Square Okay, that's Enix. a
0: good one. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Square Enix does a lot of like oh, a lot of porting their Final Fantasy stuff, but um, they do a lot of stuff on mobile that's actually very decent, like good sized, chunk yep. sized games. But getting back to Michael's question, real quick before we close out, circling back, you said if a new HD Pokemon came out for a console, you would buy a console for it. Yeah. Does that ring true does that still ring true for the Wii U, if the Wii U is that console?
3: Well I've already got one now, well, so it's me right, to answer but, the question. I bought my Wii U to play Super Mario Maker. One mm-hmm. title can certainly drive me out to buy buy a, a, a console. But knowing now that, that Nintendo's next console is I mean no I uh, why uh, I want to play uh, not if it's cuz it's going to be on NX as well at that point like uh, yeah. the, there's I unless they come out and overtly say by the way this game will never come out on NX then <laughs> last no, chance to fight. get <laughs> you we yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that would be such a mess that would be a real messed up move yeah. no you're expecting a twilight <laughs> princess situation then where it's on both both mm. consoles
1: our last email this week comes from Tom in DC hey tom not he much tom in DC is a weird name tom and <laughs> At Game of Thrones. I yeah. love the work you all do. The show is one of my weekly highlights.
2: Oh, Aww. thanks, Tom.
1: As a long-time um, listener, there seems to be two things that are regularly mentioned on the show. The first is that modern AAA video games are extremely complicated and costly to make. The second is Star Wars trading cards. Usually <laughs> involves some discussion of the sometimes poor value in downloadable content packages for games or season passes. I make both those points as a recent father. These two are clearly linked as game developers and publishers need to make their investment back through downloadable content given the price the games retail for. Mm-hmm. What would your thoughts be on increasing the price of AAA games? As someone who has spent a lot of time gaming over the years, the price of $60 is, is only the latest price mm-hmm. the industry has settled on. Personally, I would prefer just paying 70 or so for a game and know that there will be no extra charges. I would pay more for video games right
3: now. I don't know what the analysts would say about how that would affect your purchasing, but I have hoped for more expensive games for a while. You're, you're hoping for more a, expensive Yes, price. I really wish the price of games would go up. So there's a,
2: there's Explain a, your reasoning, though. Uh,
3: simply because I hate buying back-end stuff, okay. and I'd like to see them make more money on the front at the beginning, be able to actually fund, you know, the price of making games is going up, and the price of buying games isn't that there's there's a breaking point there that's, but that's already kind of been a hit.
0: An extra ten bucks doesn't guarantee that there will be no back-end stuff. Like if, if everyone came out and was like, "All right, we'll all charge seventy for our game, but mm-hmm. we guarantee there will be no DLC, no season passes, no extra content after the fact," I, I don't think there's a, that world exists.
3: No, I think you're right about that. I, I think I think that simply they don't have to re- they don't have to sit there and say we absolutely have to have this mm-hmm. to make it in the business plan. They come out and say we're going to have. A significantly larger chunk of revenue at the beginning, which means we can actually afford to make this thing. You look what happened with, you know, at this point, Metal Gear Solid 5 is, is selling really well, mm-hmm. but has it made its money back yet? Uh, you know, it's one of the best games I've played in years, but I'm wondering if it's going to end up doing fi- significant financial damage to the company that produced it. And we're hearing that narrative over and over and over, and yes, I do understand people have less expendable income than they've had in this country in a very long time. Mm. You know, Games are proportionally cheaper on inflation, but we also have less money to spend on frivolous things than we did a decade ago. So it's really hard to say exactly what that tipping point is, but I think that it's pretty clear across the board, just looking at the people we encounter in this industry who make games, yeah, they need more money.
2: Well, the, uh, there's a concept in video game accounting and other fields uh, of ARPU, Revenue Per User. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when games were $60 and you couldn't sell anybody anything afterwards, your revenue per user was $60. Mm-hmm. If you sold a million units, you made $60 million. Bucks. Now, thanks to DLC and other things like that, your revenue per user can climb or shrink based on if, if you know half of your buyers buy a $30 DLC pack, your revenue per user has gone from sixty dollars to seventy-five dollars. Right. So that's what all the DLC and costume packs and whole myriad options available to you are all about—is mm. how to bump up that ARPU number without ever adjusting the actual sixty-dollar price of mm-hmm. the game. Um, and that's why you also see like costume packs are stupid. They're dumb. They're just—they're just dumb. But a certain like, let's say they cost you nothing to make, yeah. and let's say one percent. Of your audience will spend that five dollars, that bumps up your revenue per user by what's not, Fifty cents, yeah. you know, and that's what it's all about is is getting that RPU number as high as you can. But there's also another interesting metric called ROI,
0: R O I, return on investment. And I think you're 100. That's right. true. I think yeah. you're 100 right. Like DLC is a very lucrative. Uh, it's gonna be cheaper to make. Than yeah, that you uh, already have the structure. You already have everything built. You're basically just adding more content in mm-hmm. the same thing that you've already created with your yeah. your original effort. So. I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily always predatory, but I don't think that there's a world where DLC doesn't exist because it is just so easy.
3: Oh no, you can't put the Jimmy back in the bottle, absolutely yeah. not, and yeah. I, I don't think that this should necessarily have to. I've been buying expansion packs for PC games my yeah. whole life. I just would like to see the front end increase so that I could be sure that I was gonna get another generation of games.
2: But I don't know if I'm making the best argument here, though, so maybe I should shut up. <laughs>
3: No, I think you're right. I mean, video games are
0: a
2: luxury item. And I mean, the, to... the better argument is just that games have been—not uh, to say that your argument was poor. In my opinion, <laughs> uh, you know, a, uh, another argument towards raising the price of games is just that uh, games have been $60 for a long, yeah. long time. Like, and $60 isn't the same now as it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over 10 years ago when we when that price became the yeah. standard. We went from 50 to 60, and there is some belly aching, but you know, everyone pretty much got on board. They're like, yeah, you know, games are big and complicated, so 60 yeah. seems
1: fine. When did the price? The 360 um, generation video games standardized because, as we were talking earlier wow. back in the NES days, there, the, the mm-hmm. price of games were just all over the place. Well, it was some were thirty, some were fifty. It,
3: yeah, I, I was looking at a in preparation for this. I was looking at a 1988 uh, Sears Wishbook catalog for Christmas, looking at NES games, and prices ranged from thirty dollars in that book to up to about forty five dollars in that particular issue right. for mm-hmm. NES cartridges. So you had it. That's a tremendous. You know, that is a, a 50% increase from the bottom to the top. Now some of that was the age of the cartridge, some of it was the manufacturer, some of it was, uh yeah, there were all kinds of things factoring in, but like I could run out that year in 88 and buy Punch-Out for 35 bucks, or Metroid for 35 bucks, or I could buy Kid Nicky Radical Ninja for 45,
2: yeah.
1: or, or bases loaded, and that's a big, I mean yeah. it was often
2: it would literally cost them more money to manufacture the bigger carts. So then when uh, we bigger moved in storage space.
1: Two discs. They all cost the same to manufacture mm-hmm. and we were able to standardize price. Right. That so makes the a lot the, of sense. the
2: game development, something. The game development cost still varied, but not yeah. the cost actually pressed events. The the yeah. um, yeah. And that's why like I think I paid uh, eighty five or ninety dollars for Mortal Kombat Trilogy on the N sixty four. Yeah. Some of those so. carts
1: are expensive. Beyond Oasis was an expensive card. Resident Evil two on the N sixty four cost a fortune. Oh, wow. I, remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember buying that too. <laughs> did play that on PlayStation.
2: It's probably time. I mean, if for no other reason than just to catch up with inflation, games should probably be seventy dollars. Yeah, okay.
3: It's just having that front-end guaranteed income. I, I really am worried about the sustainability of of producing the, the art assets alone. Mm-hmm.
2: But I think the reason the, I really strongly believe that the only reason we haven't seen um, the price of ge- games climb to seventy dollars is because the the revenue per user is already over seventy dollars, thanks to things like DLC. So, I absolutely
3: agree with you. I, so, I think it's so the game is.
2: manufacturers aren't really pressing the issue. They're yeah, like, yeah. well, you know, we've already gotten to this point that we kind of needed to get to anyway to, to yeah. sustain Well, they're
3: worried this. about undercutting their market. I mean, anytime you raise prices, you're gonna mm-hmm. most likely decrease the number of people purchasing. Yeah, them. and I mean, if they already have an, like an alternative revenue stream as far as DLC and all that, I'm just not sure they're making enough for what they're spending. It, it seems to be too, ten- you know, if I'm an investor right now and I look at a game studio that I can ah, build a uh, terrible business. I can build a $100 million game. I invest $100 million and I'm going to make, you know, I'm fairly certain I'm going to make some money on that as so long as it doesn't go over budget mm-hmm. and nothing goes terribly wrong. Or I can take that same $100 million and pay a bunch of iPhone developers $20,000 each to create hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, one of which I'm pretty sure will be a hit. yeah and I know I'll make my money back, which one am I going to spend my money on?
2: The iPhone anyway. games.
3: <laughs> <laughs> As a horrible, evil businessman, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right, Tom in DC also has our video game 20 questions suggestion this week. Okay. Ooh. And it is about that time. Ooh. Gentlemen, start your engines. Did this game
2: come out before January 1st, 2000?
1: Yes.
3: All right.
2: We go down the line.
3: Okay. Uh...
0: Is this, did this game come out on disc or cartridge?
3: Has it be a yes or no question? Oh, did this game come out on disc? No. No. Okay, so we're going back farther. Um, this game came out before January 1st,
2: 1990? No. Yeah. So, okay. 90s game on a cart. Okay. Is this, is this a multi platform <laughs> game? It was when, when no. it originally released. No. Yeah.
3: Okay. There's also a possibility it's arcade, but that's unlikely.
0: Um, not a multi platform. So we're talking a cart game in the '90s. Yeah, it's a lot of games. It's a lot of I mean, games. Maybe by system.
2: <laughs> well, but it's fewer than it would yeah. have been.
3: Yeah. Is this game a platformer? No. Yeah. Uh, is this game associated with Nintendo consoles?
2: No.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: It almost certainly, Sega. Uh, it's almost certainly Sega. But I do want to burn a question to ask. Is it. this associated with Sega platforms? Yes. Here we go.
3: You want to vector man? <laughs> Start by maybe genre or manufacturer, or genre or developer. I mean, I, I think we all know it's Altered Beast, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, is this? Space. That was 80, actually that was eighty nine. Was <laughs> yeah.
0: damn it, Jared? Uh, is this? You want to start going by genres now?
2: Uh, I don't know. This'll, this this is a few go to questions we have. Yeah. We yeah. like to ask if the developer is still in business. I don't know how I much mean, that would help us yeah. in this instance. I mean, uh, it was made. Well, like, you like, was should it it yeah. We should probably ask if it's first party.
0: Oh, it's an actual Sega game? Yeah. Okay,
3: let's do that. Is this a first-party Sega game? Uh, published by Sega. Published by Sega. Um, let's see. What
2: the hell does that mean?
3: Uh, <laughs> that means party? that somebody else... Dev- yeah. Well, I mean, I know what published means, but like, I don't know what in the context <laughs> okay. of, like, There's a lot of things 90s Genesis I'm scared now. to death now that it is. Altered Beast. Um, <laughs> is this Just this ask game, if it's a beat up no. uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it, genre's not a bad one. we have done platformer. Um, is this game a beat-em-up? I don't think that's uh, how you would classify it. Yeah.
2: Did this game did this game appear in arcades?
3: No, okay. it's only, That only so That's a better th- question. Yeah, I should ask. Because for Sega, especially, geez, that's ten. I mean, great question, Justin. Thank
2: uh-huh. you. Halfway there. Right,
3: we got to start being
2: real. Okay, so
0: uh, real stingy, real no, stingy no, we'll, with our questions.
2: We're doing a great job. Are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sega good game. Sega in the game. Nineties. Published a, by Sega on yeah. a cartridge.
3: Not a beat 'em up. Not a platformer. On a cartridge. So that
2: published by Sega. Yeah.
3: So Game Gear or uh, Genesis or. Oh, I
2: didn't even
3: think about Game Gear.
0: Yeah, um, but, oh, but that Gears.
2: does eliminate that eliminates Sonic the Hedgehog, all of those, mm-hmm. all it those platforms. NFL
0: Quarterback Club '94. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Sega just makes a lot of games. That's what I'm scared of. Yeah, especially back in the '90s. Okay, <laughs> maybe we should ask him about the protagonist. If it's human, if it's something like that. that. Um, sure. you know. hu- is it a humanoid hedgehog?
2: <laughs> Wait, no, not no, no, no. We
0: don't not a hedgehog. No,
3: uh,
0: it's Europe. up. Um, I.
3: Human. Real nervous. Okay. Um, is I'll it, go and we'll go back around. Is no. it? You, you want to ask about the protagonist? Yeah, is it, is yeah. it a humanoid protagonist? Humanoid. Is it? No. Ask, no. A human no. ask if you
2: play as a human. Is it, are you playing
3: as a human? No. Okay. So okay.
2: Do you play as a robot? No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not a human. Not a robot. Okay. Is I'm it, sorry. I let okay. us down with that one. It's all right. Is
3: it a licensed game? No. Oh,
2: that's a, a, a good question.
3: question. Um, do you play as an
1: animal? Yes, With yes, with the question mark? <laughs> is, it, is it Ristar? Is he Don't an animal? Oh, I mean, stretch, stretch your interpretation of the word animal <laughs> to, its yes. Yes. All right. to, its to its
0: limits. To Is it like? Does that mean mythical? Yeah. What Yeah. Is what that the hell is yeah do you play as
2: like some sort of like a unicorn, like a dragon, or s- star of some <laughs> kind? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's see, wow, okay, so it's like, goodness gracious. Did Sega publish Rystar? I, I don't think they did. Uh, they <laughs> did, I don't know about it. Um, I don't think they published Star. Okay, it's not a beat up it's not a platformer. Um, what other not, genres are there? Well, oh, there's po- shooters, on Sega shooters were huge. There's shoot-em-ups, like shmups, there's sports games. What, shmups, was what shmups were? shmups were you play a sort of animal? Wait, what oh, sort of animal? No, I don't know, I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking.
2: Do you do you, say, yeah. do you do you shoot things in this game? Do you do a lot of shooting in this game?
1: I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count that one because I don't know if there's shooting in this game. But I can tell you, it's not like a. It's not known for shooting things. Are you going to count that question? No. We got not a free question. question. Okay. Nice question. Look at that. Okay. Uh, ooh, there questions. may be shooting <laughs> in the game, but that's not the primary <laughs> mechanic. Is it? Is it an RPG? No. <laughs> Don't <Sonic>. get that. <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> Star games I didn't even think wow. about yeah. Fantasy, yeah. Star. I was Fantasy Star I'm running out of that's I can't 15. Even,
2: what games did Sega even. I'm like out of
3: Sega games. Oh, they published a lot of games. Um, think about everything on Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection. Almost all of those were published by them. Um, okay. Uh, so, you know, everything Comic Zone, Streets of Rage. Uh, yeah, but it's not a beat em up. Um, Ultra Beast. That's what I'm
2: saying. We eliminated beat em ups and platforms, right. and I'm like, that's so, maybe,
3: maybe fighting games? Yeah, Sega did make fighting games.
1: That's Eternal weird. Champions? Yeah.
2: Do you? Okay, so do you play as multiple people? Can you play as multiple people?
1: Yes. Uh-oh. Multiple
3: primal,
2: primal primal people. Is then, primal then, Rage? Is that, is that what you just
0: said?
3: I think it's Primal Rage. It's but, totally but
2: fucking Primal Rage. Did they publish that? I, I think so. I have no
3: idea. Okay, it's not a Sega game, so if they, but they might have published it. Do, should we ask if it's a fighting game? Because that was published on the Genesis and the 32X. Also, uh,
0: Dinosaur? Yeah,
2: just ask, ask if it has dinosaurs in it.
0: Does it have dinosaurs in it? I don't think so. Shit.
3: Oh, no, <laughs> no, we're losing. I thought we had you. Oh, yeah. has, has anyone
1: ever lost? Is it a fight Yeah. 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 No. Oh, what are we doing? That's eighteen, by the way. All right. <laughs> <You have> two <laughs> okay. questions left. What are we missing here? I for thought for sure
2: it was like a. Th- but wait, he did say you play as
3: multiple characters. Yeah, multiple yeah. characters. It's a big hint. Lost Lost Vikings. Did they publish that? Maybe. Uh, uh, that was like. Who did that? That was.
2: I mean. I mean, that's a Blizzard game, right? <laughs> but but the, they would have—they would have had a publisher.
0: But it's also nowhere near an animal. Although Vikings are kind of
3: <laughs> no, those are people. Those are humans. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're in trouble here, guys.
0: Yeah, we're,
2: we're really—we're really in trouble here. Uh... Are we? They, I don't want this to count as a question. Are we? <laughs> are we screwing up? Yeah, we're screwing up, yeah, we yeah. up
1: real bad. Yeah, oh man, it's like bejeweled. You guys are missing a major Sega
0: game. Okay, wow. th- think of a major Sega brand. Sonic. I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, look okay, all the arcade games. I am think thinking
3: of all the arcade games and Sonic. I'm um, thinking about, uh, oh, well, there's Golden Axe, but you're playing people. That's yeah, but them that's a beat up. Yeah, but that's a beat that them up. There's Up. Um, and it didn't appear in Arcades. kids. It's not on a disc, it's none of the Saturn stuff. It's not it's um, Oh, goodness gracious. Alex Kidd. It's not a fighting <laughs>
0: game. It's not a platform. Um, not licensed, licensed
3: at all. Second.
2: What other so games? So it's not
3: seven up the game. There's so many games published by Sega, and I'm going to feel so stupid. All right, let's bring it home. Oh, man, bring, bring this it is it so bad. <laughs> all right. Um, David, what's your perfect Sunday? <laughs> uh, we're going to feel so silly when this gets Let's set. just burn them. Uh, just burn uh, it all to the ground. Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. No, the Buster Brothers are human. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> not going to be Buster Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'd
3: That'd be be what's like Sega's <laughs> number Sega, two anyway. thing after Sonic? There's so many Sega franchises. That's what? the problem. Just, we just go through them real quick. Okay. The ones you can think of. God, okay, there's a Golden Axe, a Sonic. There's like a major Golden. brand. I know. I'm just trying here. I'm panicking. I believe in you. Ah, Sega Genesis, like, you know, help know, me! You gotta, you gotta, I don't know.
0: I, gotta, I, don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't think. Uh, anything. I was
1: even
3: a Genesis kid growing up. Yeah, yeah
1: so was I. Bring it home.
3: I'm trying to bring it home. Brain's not working. Um, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me?
0: <laughs> I mean, if Jared, if Jared Petty can't
3: carry us, <laughs> no, on his back, I'm just failing. I, I don't know. I'm choking. Last two questions. All right, last two questions. Yeah, this is going really long and I'm late for a meeting. Um,
1: I don't know. I'm out. You don't even have any
3: more questions? I don't questions? have any more uh, don't okay. Is this, this your... a puzzle game? No. Does okay. your character wear a hat? <laughs> no. okay. wear a hat? <laughs> oh,
1: what? Are Actually, you...
3: yeah. That's <laughs> the <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> last
1: question. I said Buster <laughs> Brothers. Oh, I said Buster needed.
3: Brothers, but I meant Bonsai Brothers. Sorry. It's right. Bomber, man. No, he's Hudson. That's 20 questions. Yeah, what was it, Dan? Have I told you it's a
2: funky game? Oh. oh, Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. Damn it. I don't know what genre I'd put that in. Action. I, I'm sorry, I, I wore Rogue it roguelike.
0: Yeah, roguelike action game.
3: Yeah. I feel real I feel. Yeah, I feel really dumb. But when you said Major Sega, it actually threw me off because that trilogy, really, the first game I mean, was the were, one I remember. Yeah, there were like three of them. Yeah. Man. The third one was like weirdly racist, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I it was. Know. We should have asked it. Is we it, it going to be racist?
2: 1991. should ask that hat question. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's. I didn't realize.
3: Actually, here's where I'm feeling like it really did. I didn't realize Sega published Cho Jam and Roll. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that but was But do you ones. know
1: who developed it? No. Johnson Vorsinger Productions. Oh. Okay. No. I did developed not it know Toe Sega. Oh, JVP. And didn't know who made it. I'm not sure what well. it got there.
3: I wouldn't nice have. Try. I, I like no, the I game and either. I played it, but I did, I've never thought of it as a Sega game.
1: It's been a long time since... Yeah, failed. Starcraft 64 was maybe the last one that Wow. didn't that get I think. Damn, uh, cool. well, I'm Starcraft sorry we let 64. you down, America, <laughs> and the world. It's <laughs> okay. That's from Tom and DC. Sorry, that's DC. Tom and sorry, Montreal.
3: Tom and DC. <laughs> sorry, Michael in Montreal or whatever your name is. I <laughs> feel real yeah. bad. I
1: feel yeah. like we feel let bad. everyone down.
3: Don't feel bad. That's kind of a
1: Well, not next week because I'm going to go get married now. Yay! Congratulations. Yeah, it's true. I A lot of you viewers and listeners follow me on social media. You probably know my wedding has been coming up and now it's here. Now it's here. This weekend. Awesome. Thank you. We're super stoked. So the wife and I, next week, are going to be taking a few days off. So no game scoop next week. Taking next week off. But uh, I do want to take this opportunity to just thank all of our viewers and listeners for tuning into the show every week. You are the entire reason that this is... One of the longest running and I like to think best video game shows in the world. So really, really appreciate all the support you guys have given over the years. So You're all invited. Nope. <laughs> Open bar. <laughs> nope. So. Not all invited. Uh, I will see you there though. That's true. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Brandon. Thank yes. you, Jared. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is IGN Games. We've been